Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bloom the Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to yet another episode. We are so glad that you're here tuning in for another episode of season two. I know we've been off for a couple weeks. I did end up getting sick, so we were not able to record on our usual schedule, but we are back in business and we are ready uh, to continue recording. If you guys are new here, I'm your host, Donovan, and I'm here with the one and only co-host. Ashley, what's up? Yeah, and we are, you know, like so we're back. We're ready to uh, get back to talking about that juicy, <laughs> juicy topics. You know what I mean? We're all for it. We've got some exciting episodes coming your way, so make sure you stay tuned. If you didn't catch our last episode, we read all your comments about how social media has changed the way that people date in this current um, Christian dating sphere. And honestly, just in general, we kind of talked about some of the worldly aspects as well as the Christian aspects. So Mm -hmm. we kind of covered a little bit of everything thanks to your help. So if you guys left a comment, thank you so much for participating. We really appreciate it. And if we did your comment justice or if we didn't do it justice, definitely let us know and we can always circle back and revisit it or have you jump on and we can talk about it more in depth, which would be awesome. Um, But jumping straight into today's episode, we have a fun one. Um, We're going to be talking about preferences and kind of the thought process behind them and where people can kind of cross the line i think Mm. um and where preferences can turn into bigger issues that i don't think people really think about and yeah we're kind of kind of dive into that and i think it's a good place to kind of pick up where we left off because i think social media leaves people with a lot of preferences that aren't good and that are not um biblical So I think kind of addressing that is going to be helpful for people kind of trying to distinguish when they're looking and assessing what they're looking for. It'll kind of help, hopefully, people think about those things a little bit more carefully. So I'll turn it over to you to start. When you're talking with people, friends, people, whether it's giving advice or just listening to people talk about uh, relationships and what they're looking for, Mm. we hear it a lot preferences like i'd just rather it be like this or i'd rather have someone that's like that what are your thoughts generally on when you hear people talking about their preferences do you think they're good things bad things what's the thought so for me it kind of depends so if you're talking about personality preferences i feel like that's a pretty solid you know like most Mm. people have personality preferences because you know yourself and you know which personalities you you click with you know mm-hmm. like you might be like i don't want someone who hates hanging out with people because like i want to be around people all day you know and right. that's a totally like valid preference i think where i have a problem with preferences is when it comes to for an example like what race the person they're dating is and you'd be like i if you guys are on the other side like wait what like who does that the amount of people that do that is insane and so that's why I bring it up because it's like I see that as something that can turn into a vein a very dangerous a very dangerous thing um and not to say that like you're only you're supposed to be like attracted to everybody which is true like you should be able to be 
attracted to anyone in any race if they're attractive but mm-hmm. this is for the people who are like no i will only date this specific race and anything else is not okay yeah so that's where i have a problem with it and also like people with like it kind of goes into cultural differences as well like oh i don't want to date someone like even if you're asian and you're like maybe japanese or something you're like i don't want to date a korean like i see that also as a problem um mm. as well yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna that was gonna be actually my first point as well is the cultural thing because i feel like that's one i mean there's a lot that everything you said there i can second mm-hmm. but one thing i feel like i've heard the most and this point kind of justifies the first one so i feel like a lot of times if someone says like oh i'd rather date this race usually they know they're gonna get met with the that's racist thing will they though I feel like a lot of t- well, it depends maybe not. on who they're saying it. Depends to. on who they're saying it to, but I feel like they know that the person they're talking to may be thinking that. So then they have to justify that statement or clarify that right. statement with not because I think X Y Z race is worse, but because c- this culture I get along better with, or I'm familiar with, or th- we culturally get together and it makes sense. Like it's easy. I feel like that sometimes digs a hole for people even more though, because I know for like people who are like, Oh, I don't want to date a black girl. It's always like, Oh, like they're too, they're too like, like in a way, like they take control. Like they're very overpowering, loud, kind of obnoxious behavior. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're going to lump a whole group of people into acting one certain way, even if someone's from Asia, Mm -hmm. even like if I'm using it, Asian example because my husband's Asian (laughs) but like if even if you were like oh like Asians just this this and that who is to say that you're not going to meet someone who literally could live in Asia and is nothing like that yeah well I think some of the things that get brought up are things that you can't necessarily change so one of those things being like a language barrier like that's one thing that I've heard a lot Mm -hmm. like he x y or z person won't be able to communicate with my grandma and that's just not going to work for me (laughs) And it's like, in one sense, I understand the thought process because, yeah, that would be difficult. Right. But at the same time, I don't know if that's a good basis to, like, shift your focus to only look for that. Right. Like, I feel like if someone is a good individual, that's something that you can easily work around, whether that's helping them learn a language, which is could be a fun thing. Right. Or, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's not... It shouldn't be a deal breaker where people feel like they can't date outside of that race because of that particular thing. I don't know. Right. I have I really do have a huge problem with it. And the reason is, is because within the Christian realm, like I get if you're in a worldly sense, Mm -hmm. but within the Christian realm, there's not supposed to even really be a division whatsoever of race or culture. Any of that, like we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, all one race, Christ. Christ people, you know, so like, yeah, I just see a huge problem that we put so much emphasis on our cultural differences and what makes us comfortable because it's like we should be doing everything in our power to break that that stigma of cultural yeah. differences between us like it shouldn't be there. And so when Christians are like, I don't want to date someone because of a cultural difference, mm-hmm. I'm like. That goes against everything that the Bible says. Yeah, because at what point does culture transcend scripture? And that's the question that needs to be asked because while I understand the thought process, it's like, okay, so you're saying that this matter of language barrier or cultural difference takes precedent over 
scripture, which scripture is supposed to transcend life in general, and those principles go throughout the world. Like, there isn't any part, and I think a lot of times, because here in America, everyone that generally lives here is pretty well-versed in American culture, so whether you're from Asia or from Africa, Europe, but you live here in the States, you're adapted to the way people do things in the West. So, there's a little bit less of that, but, like, if you have people that are, like, really not from here, that's a definitely a foreign concept so it but but that's the beauty of scripture is it doesn't matter where you are the truth is still truth so i think people still try to project their experiences and their where they're from and how their um parents and grandparents and all those things they project that onto scripture and like well the bible says like um you know every tongue nation and tribe and like all that stuff like trying to segregate stuff out and it's like no that's not how that works like scripture still transcends there shouldn't be anything blocking you from marrying another believer regardless of where you're from i truly think that god's intention for us was to mix together in Mm -hmm. that way when we're looking for spouses and stuff like Mm -hmm. it's not normal to be it's not his intention for us to be segregated whatsoever you know the interesting thing too is and maybe this is a topic for another episode (laughs) but we willfully choose segregation when it benefits us yeah which i think is it's just a double standard that we've just decided that is okay because coming out of like racism back in the day where you had all black schools or all white schools now we're like choosing that but in like we've tried to reverse the thought process so hard we've just gone so far in the other direction where it's like well now we want to be all black colleges and all black relationships and all one culture one thing because like we just want to be together now well, we don't want people to be around from, like, us bitterness yeah of, like now i don't want to be associated with you yeah you so know? it's like the it, like so we've gone so far in the other direction where it's like right. where are we going with this well also there's just it's so funny too because there's all I, i've been listening to the song and it says like in the song like there's no black church white church like uh-huh. you know uh all of us together are god's church type thing and I was just thinking, it's so funny because we're always like, oh, like that's like a black church or like Mm -hmm. this. I'm like, do we call it the white church? No. Exactly. So I'm like, why is there a black church? Like, and like people, I feel like people who aren't black labeled it like the black church because black people go there. Yeah. And so I'm just like, what is going, like when we have churches where we call it the black church or like the Asian church, because I've heard that one too. <laughs> yeah. There's no white church. It's just black church, Asian church, and like the Spanish, I don't know, Mexican church. Yeah, the Hispanic church, the Spanish church, whatever. The Spanish church. And like, that is just ridiculous. Like, I get it. If they can't speak a certain language and they need to have a church where they can actually like yeah. have someone speak their language. But yeah. There's not an excuse for half the times that happens. And I just think that's so sad. And like, it's so sad. You even go to a church and you probably won't even meet many black people. Like if you're going to like not a black church. And so then people are like, I've never even really met a black person. And like, there's so many instances of where people have never even like met many people who aren't their race. But to bring that full circle too, because that's very true. But, and this goes even past because we originally started with like relationships. But right. this goes, like people's preferences go into all sorts of different areas in their life. And yep. you'll, you'll hear people like, well, I go to this church because it's my preference because I'm with people that I'm comfortable yeah. with. Yeah, it's all about you know? comfortability. Yeah. And it's like, but why do you feel uncomfortable 
being around other people. And normally the people within your church are the people you're looking at for relationships. Well, yes, but also that's a inherent bias that everyone's born with. Everybody has an in-group, right? Do they? Yes, of course. So like, and, and the in-group can vary. It's not always the same. But for instance, say you grow up in an area that's predominantly black, right? Your in-group is going to be that preference of people so when you go when you see people that are not in your in-group there's going to be that initial inquiry of like okay who are these people what are they about and then you're going to have your natural proclivity to your group because you're comfortable with but do that. you feel like you have an in-group as a mixed person that depends on who i'm with which is the <laughs> interesting thing because you associate with depending on who you associate with and i think because we grew up going to churches that are predominantly white i feel like we've subconsciously associated with that even though it's not what we look like or what we are i think that's just what we're used to so we've been in that environment like when we go to a place that's all white it's not like we go in there like what's this like all like shell-shocked but for some people that's how it is they go in there like why am i the only person in here that looks like this and it may have started that way for us because we were young and didn't know any better but eventually over time you acclimate and that can become your in-group so i think we're all that's just a sense of I think the word is tribism that people right. have just and then within in that then you have people who are almost like I don't want to say racist against themselves but preferences Most? are completely against themselves yeah they're like I would never date someone like <laughs> me like those people and you're like what are you talking about like yeah. Why do you have this image of what those people are if you're not like that? And you're well, literally that person. It's one of those <laughs> things, again, it's trying to get away from something so hard that you overcorrect and you end up being a wor- worse off for it. So in right. that kind of situation, I think it's like, say you grow up and you're a product of your environment, right? You see all these people around you that look like you and that associate with you, but that are all doing terrible things that you don't associate with. Naturally, you're going to be like, I got to get away from this and I don't want to be a part of this. So you're going to look for something that's completely opposite of what you are even though you aren't those things yourself you've just seen everyone else that you've grown around and been around that are acting that way and you're like i gotta get away from that right i just feel like preferences can get really dangerous because i feel like even if it starts off innocent like i just prefer this or whatever yeah it can almost it can make you it's kind of like the in-group thing it starts off innocent like oh well these are just the people i grew up around so i'm comfortable and then you see the other people and you're like like what's wrong you know you're you're kind of bitter towards them or like uh-huh. have this kind of like there's that natural this prejudice hardness in there. For, yeah like you're kind of like ugh, like i don't even know how to explain it just something yeah. about you is like i don't want to connect with those people and i think the media doesn't help at all because yeah. we have these stereotypes that are pushed and that are quote-unquote based in truth which some right. stereotypes are based in truth but that doesn't mean we should live our lives based off them so right. people go into social situations with these preconceived notions on how people are going to be in any given scenario and then they're like well judging from what i've seen in the media this is how i would perceive this person to react in a relationship with me and that isn't really really what i'm comfortable with so i'm going to not date that group of people Hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so it's a fine line and i think that's why like like you said it can be dangerous i think it's best to just have an open mind and obviously people have stuff that they're attracted to limits on god yeah you know like what what in your mind is like yeah i'm sure there's not any really attractive person in that group of people like come on yeah that's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous but i think the thing that irritates me the most is the fact that a lot of preferences for the 
kids come from the parents. Yep. That's my problem. I'm like, y'all should know better. <laughs> you know, I'm like, why are you teaching your children to have these preferences? You know, because then it's not even coming yeah. from a place of like, oh, I just tend to be attracted to these people. It's like coming from this place of like, no, like I've been raised to think this group of people is just better. Yeah. I remember talking to someone and she literally said, she was like, yeah, I told my younger sister to not date a white guy. And I was like, why would you tell her that? And she was like, oh, well, you know, because white people, they don't have culture. They don't do this. They're rude. They're racist. Like all these things. I was like, is that not racist? What you just said? You told your sister to not date a white guy because apparently all white people are racist and have no culture. Like that's a racist statement in itself. So again, people are overcorrecting so much that they just go the complete opposite direction to make it so much worse. It's like, even if like that was her preference, like I don't feel like I'm attracted to white guys or whatever. Like, why would you tell that to someone else to not do it just because that's your preference? Right. Like people are kind of just wild with it and it blows my mind. Cause then when you check them on it and they're like, and then they fight you and it's like why why is this even a conversation yeah it's it's ridiculous and like i've heard people just be like well it's just like easier you know like we don't want to have to deal with all the drama that comes with dating some like yeah. your kid dating someone from a different culture and i'm just like coming from someone who literally dated someone from a different culture it's yeah. like biblically though the culture is so small when yeah. it comes to talking about things that actually matter. Yeah. Like, and if you're like, oh, like, we can't decide on how to raise our kids because of culture. It's like, well, here's an idea. Put culture to the side and read your Bible. Then that'll tell yeah. you how to raise your kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe you're just putting way too much stock. Like, culture should not, I get it. Like, people want to be proud of their culture and embrace their culture. But there's only a certain amount of embracing you can do. Like, mm-hmm. learn your language. You want to embrace and learn your language like, you know, you can do the little traditions and stuff that you can bring into your family. But like I know like for Asian people, like there's so many like strict things like you can't do this or like, you know, like that's bringing dishonor and stuff. And it's like, okay, for those kinds of things, you can't keep that. You cannot keep that kind of culture in your family because not if you're a believer. Exactly. Because when it comes to it facing the bible and you're like well i want to do what the bible says you're like but that brings dishonor sorry <laughs> like, yeah, gotta it go is what it is and so parents really need to stop breeding that in their kids because it's just it becomes toxic in a sense yeah and when parents start pressing their preferences onto their kids yep it's just turns it there's no real way for it to go well I mean, there's just so many negatives from it. I mean, the kids don't know where it comes from. And usually from the parents, it comes from not a good place because they either had a bad experience or it was something, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe that's what their mm-hmm. parents told them. And it's like, yeah, what is the base? That's because that's the question. What is the basis for like 99% of our preferences? Like we think we're just like born that way, but I don't really think that that's true. The preferences come from things we've seen, things we've been told, yeah, things, things we you hear. think of a certain thing. Yeah, a, an experience you had. And right. it's like th- the preferences don't just pop out of nowhere. Like they originate from And somewhere. that's why it's so dangerous for parents to put those preferences on their kids and their kids don't fully understand it because that's what breeds racist thinking. Right. Because you're like, oh, so this is why I don't like this. And the parents are like, we never taught you that. Also, like the meaning <laughs> of preference in general, like. Because a lot of the times, and this is the thing that really bugs me, is people use preference to say what they 
don't want instead of what they are inclined yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So it's like your preference can't be I my preference is I don't want this group of people or I don't want to date someone who's like this. Yeah. Your preference would would be and should be I'm more inclined to date someone of this culture yeah. or of this I find myself look. more attracted yeah. to this. Yeah. So when people are yeah. starting to use preference to like justify the things that they don't like, I feel like that's super corny and kind of weird. Like yeah. why are we doing that? That's not even what preference means. <laughs> Like, that's true i don't get that part that's true yeah i feel like it's just become this thing where it's like well it's just like it's what i'm attracted to and yeah. i'm like but you're putting too much emphasis on the fact that you can only be attracted to that like yeah. would you know like have you tried dating like have you seen the entire universe of this other group of people to know that you would never date one of them and mm-hmm. that's just where the foolishness comes in because it's just ridiculous yeah and it's hard because in, the, in today's day and age, we do have the freedom to choose the people we marry and the people we date, mm-hmm. the friends we keep, the people we hang around. Like, all those things are choices now. Like, yeah. back in Bible times, there wasn't any such thing as preference. There was half the time it was arranged marriages, and when it wasn't, it was the people in your group, and you just married the per- people that were available. Right. So, like, this is such a new thing to even be able to have a people preference in the first place. Options. Yeah. So, it's with it being so new, I just don't think we know what to do with it. And given that we're all sinners and inclined to corrupt things that are generally good that's what we're going to end up doing. So I feel like that's what we're seeing. And it's hard to get the balance right of like your freedom to have choices to pick things that you like versus like you strong arming and like having to have it a particular way. Right. I think the preference issue of what someone should look like or the group of people should definitely be like a lot the last thing you ever mention when it comes to like looking for someone to date yeah if that's one of your top things like someone's like so what do you who do you want to date and you're like preferably someone blonde blue eyed <laughs> like i'm gonna be like bro that's the first thing that came out of your mouth like yeah you nasty like let's yeah. name some attributes of godly character and you know like i don't know everyone's like that answer so cheesy when people are like whoever the lord provides but i'm like that's the right answer yeah that is the right answer well also like i think there's a big delineation that needs to be made in preferences in general between preferences of things that people can't change versus preferences of people or versus preferences of things that people can change because i feel like more often than not the preferences are the things that people can't change like i want them to be a certain height i want them to be a certain race i want them to be a certain look versus like how about my preference would be to find someone with godly character who has integrity morals kindness godly character like all those things that people can actively work on and grow to be right i feel like we don't really focus on those preferences everything's just like i want this archetype of a person and those aren't things that you can just conjure up like people are made in all different shapes sizes colors all those things so having preferences like a person has to look like this or be like this i feel like it's just very dangerous well i think it also all comes back to how you view dating and marriage and what your intentions are of that Mm -hmm. like you said kind of bringing it full circle back to our episode on social media Mm -hmm. if you're going for this look and that's what you're focused on because of your social media or stuff then of course like you're not gonna really give a crap about anything that matters but for someone who's like you know looking for marriage and like is very serious about their walk with god and actually 
understands the real reason for marriage and the right. ministry you have with your partner, their their race, not whatever, is going to come last on the list for someone yeah. who truly understands the mission and purpose of marriage. Yeah. So how do we drill that home and like really help people see the importance of having biblical preferences rather than just material preferences because i think that's the main disconnect in the church is because in one sense we want dating to be so different than the world right but a lot of times it's not right like how do we curve that to be more like biblical dating rather than worldly dating because a lot of times you hear the argument of like dating isn't in the bible so like there's no honestly though i feel like I feel like worldly dating is more inclusive of all <laughs> kinds of people. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like people in the church just, like, really think too highly of themselves and what they, you know, they just have all these ideas of this church girl that they want. I, yeah. I haven't heard much of that in the non-Christian realm. I'm sure it happens, <sighs> but I don't know if it happens as often because the world is very much for accepting everybody. That's true. I think the preferences are just different things. Like different stuff that that I think people in the church care about, but maybe not to the same extent. Like for women, you may be like, he has to make this amount of money. That's my preference. Mm. Or he has to be this... Successful. Yeah, yeah. they have to be this status or they have to have this type of job or they have to be living in this type of house or drive this type of car. Like stuff like that. And then for guys, maybe it's like, well, they have to be like this hot or they have to be like this type of personality or I don't know. I feel like in the world, it's just more... It's just exaggerated on even less important stuff. Yeah. Well, to answer your question on how to bring that in, I feel like first off, check your preferences and then compare them to scripture. And you'll probably realize that none of your preferences are actually things that are of importance that are actually worthy of mentioning in the Bible. Yeah. Um, And then I'd also say if you are a person that's like, I really have no interest in dating someone who doesn't look like this you have a lot of maturing to do and self-reflecting and maybe potential racism or bitterness towards a certain group of people for whatever reason. And you need to dig deep and find out why that is and unlearn what you learned about that group of people. (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I was going to mention is just like being honest with yourself and realizing and checking your preconceived uh, prejudices that you may have that we've all had from day one like we didn't grow up with the thought process we have now like we have to check those preferences yeah why do you believe what you believe exactly like figure out where your preference comes from and if it's from something that is good or bad and like really try and identify where that comes from and why you believe it and if it's something that shouldn't be and doesn't align with scripture, get rid of it. And if your parents are the ones, <laughs> that is not an excuse. Be like, my parents taught me that. Um, okay, you have a Bible. Go read your Bible and then tell your parents that it's unbiblical what they're telling you. And even if your parents, like, I mean, I know a lot of parents don't approve of their kids' relationships for those those kinds of biases and if that's the case you better not let your parents ruin your relationship based off of unbiblical biases and that is 100% something that you should confront them over and bring to their attention just because they're your parents doesn't mean that they don't have unbiblical thinking in some areas yeah 100% I had another thought (laughs) 
people are so um like so tunnel visioned on like the preference that they want usually it's something that is like i feel like a lot of times it's like how do you know that that person that you want is going to be looking for someone like you you know what i mean like there's like this pre can like there's a presupposition that that person is just going to be that that person is going to be wanting someone that looks just like you or is just well, like, like I you. said, it's like this wrong view of self thinking like, oh, yeah, like I should deserve what I think is good because yeah. I'm all that. And it's it's like think about yourself. Right. And then come back with your realistic expectation of who you're going to date. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, just like I want to really- date a model who's 10 feet tall says this like really like probably a three on a 10 scale who's like five feet tall. Don't bust out the 10 scale. <laughs> we gonna bust out. Yeah. Podcast on a 10 scale. Anybody? Goodness gracious. Um, yeah. And I think honestly, at the end of the day, don't put yourself in a box and limit your options because I hear a lot of times like there's so many fish in the sea and I'm here to tell you that's not the case. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things in the sea, but not all of those things are options for you there's a lot of sharks so <laughs> just because there's a lot of things out there and potentially a lot of fish quote unquote that doesn't mean that those are the fish that you actually want to be interacting with exactly so don't conflate the the paradox of choice of thinking you have all these options when in reality if you're really looking for what really is a rare individual someone who is godly someone who cares about their walk someone who's continually growing mature in the faith and has those some somewhat material qualifications you're looking for like you are attracted to them that you guys have chemistry like that is going to be a rare individual so don't listen to anyone that tells you there's a million and one people out there you just got to pick that's not true right like you got to be intentional with what you're looking for and pigeonholing yourself into only looking for specific groups of people because you have really strict preferences is not going to do anything for you right and are you really going to let your preferences overrule what is actually important like if you meet that chick that you've been dreaming of for the last 10 years but she's not godly or she's lacking a ton of attributes of a godly woman are you gonna date her anyway because she fit that mold of what you've been dreaming of this entire time you know the longer you feed your preferences the more unwilling you're going to be to bend right to see anything else as worthy of your your lookings you know like 100%. you're not gonna look their direction if you keep feeding those lies of like it has to be this way yeah the deeper entrenched you get the harder it's gonna be to make a 180 just so. remember preferences that go too far are unbiblical it's yes. as simple as that it turns into a sin issue more than anything because so if it, you're not taking it seriously now yeah. please take it seriously because <laughs> then it becomes like an idol like it has to be this way yeah and like i said like, it man. breeds this bitterness towards anyone who isn't like that yeah. like this you're not good enough type yeah and not uh uh-uh no yeah that doesn't do anyone any favors and like you said before we need to be as inclusive to all believers as we can and preferences usually don't aid in that fight so really just fight to be open fight for um open-mindedness and opportunities to really see who the lord has put in front of you and a lot of times it's going to be the people you don't suspect so just keep an eye open pray about it and Really look for what the Lord has for you. and Put your cultural differences in the back seat. Yes, right. 100%. <laughs> but uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning back in for another episode of Bloom the Podcast. Hopefully, hopefully 
you all enjoyed if you guys have any questions or thoughts about preferences definitely leave yeah. them in the comments below we would love to hear what you guys think about it if anyone wants to hop on the podcast and talk about it we'd love that yeah. even more so maybe definitely we'll put out a question poll about it i'm curious to hear people's thoughts on if preferences are a good thing or bad yeah i'm super curious <laughs> so we may or may not be reading all your comments in a future episode we'll have to see um but definitely stay tuned don't forget to subscribe for weekly episodes and we'll see you on the next one